There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Celtic Now and for a podcast. My name is Ryan Clifford. Well, we've got an action-packed podcast this week. Um, again, we like to be positive, but again, it's negativity. But I think a lot of things we want to get off our chest, and I think a lot of things that the fans will, I like to think, will agree as well. Um, join me again is Robert, um, Connor, and William is back on again. Robert, as I spoke for we come on, it's again more negativity. It's your feelings after the match. really changed from last season I feel we're still having 40, 50, 60, 70, 80% possession, we're not going anywhere we're of no target man up front, which I think we're lacking in games like Hearts, Livingston, Rangers we're of no physicality in our team and I thought we were exposed again defensively for close balls into the box and just that's just the same catalogue of stuff that happened last season. It just looks as if it's going to be the exact same this season. That nothing's changed, but Ange has come in for learning, and I'm no blaming Ange because I feel what like the guy's been given a job and flung in at the deep end in a swimming pool with his hands tied behind his back and asked to do a job. And we've lost so many players over the summer, and we have haven't had a year. I think for me, everything you've said, mate, it's just I think we've all going to talk about. It's just kind of went on for last season and this season. And again, as we spoke about, uh, William, the manager's been kind of as much as uh, as much as he's got to implement his own stuff into the game and tactics. He's not really had much to go, and it's been quite a as we've said, hands behind his back start for his, his Celtic tenure. I. He's not really been helped out a lot, I don't think, in terms of the recruitment side. I know, obviously, we're from Starfield and Budahashi, who came into the squad yesterday, but I think Starfield only trained one game. Sorry, one, one day this week. Um, Budahashi arrived in Glasgow yesterday morning, so they've not had time to bed in with the team. I, I'm a bit, I'm not a bit surprised, because this seems to happen quite a lot, but our priority should have been to get as many players in before at least the first league game of the season. And for whatever reason, it's not happened. For me, things aren't happening quick enough. And just touched on, you know, about hesitancy from people who are, who are at Celtic make decisions. And to be honest, who, who is making the decisions? Because none of us know. But they need to get players in immediately. Um, and it's not just two or three for me. Like, I'm looking all over that pitch. There is no depth in that squad. We think we're going to even mount a, a serious challenge to the league this year. We need at least half a dozen players. And we need them 
I think I think Connor, you're the same as Royals just says here when it comes to we spoke before we come on that the transfer situation, getting in players quick enough and dally dallying, it's just it's been on for a while now and again it's just come to fruition now that it's biting us in the arse again this season. Aye, definitely. I think obviously as I said to you before we started, we've got to be looking at it as you identify your targets. You put in your bids, you get speaking to people as quick as possible because when players are coming into this country for abroad or whatever, they've got to do that isolation period before they can even before they can even come up and meet with the players and get into training sessions. So obviously that's just gonna make that's just it's time consuming. It's gonna make things drag out. And as as William said there, Starfelt came in. One training session under his belt, straight into a gate, the first game of the season against Hearts, who I they've just came up. But Hearts, every time they play us, they will come at us with everything they've got. Um, Kyogo came on, literally just landed in Scotland yesterday morning. I, I don't know what, what we expected him to come in and do a Scottish Sinclair straight away. Personally, I don't think he's. He's going to date. He's not going to have that kind of impact. Don't uh, don't get me wrong. We we are bad. Does looked alright since he came in, but we're going to just rely on that one wee guy to create some something for us. When other players that have been at the club a lot longer are they doing anything for us? So it's just one of the things. Like you need to, we need to do things faster and be a bit more decisive about it. And just as you say, don't dally dally. It's been the thing for years, and I done an article about it today. It's just for mismanagement for the board, and it's just a doom or spiral. And for me, we'll dissect the game, start off, drop it again. The first goal, any competition, we always had a concede early, the full half time, or after half time, or the end. It's just always the same. And it's just, I don't know where you start. It's just defensively, we're just an absolute joke. I know you can only put on the guys who are there, but. So as William says, Starfield's came in. I thought he, as the game went on, done a bit better. He looked a bit nervy, but it just it's just simple errors we're making, and teams are just decent teams are actually making his work, and it's going to get us all the time. Well, really sorry for Starfield to be honest. With you. It was like just long into put a fire on it. It was too much to, as you say, one training session behind them. How's all his teammates? No. Communication obviously there doesn't know beat on doesn't know the boys run about him and he's just flung in at Time Castle which is always a, a tough game um, even for players that have been there for years at the Celtic never mind a guy who's just come in and he was a wee bit exposed sometimes but as you say he grew on as the game went on um, I don't really want to blame him guy he's just in the door but he made a bit of a howler um, for the first one um, and then you've just the season pros when about him just didn't help him let's be honest Beaton didn't cover him at the goal the time he did come across it was a bit of a stromash in the box and it managed to break to Gary McKay Stevens, but nobody followed him in um, I, th- I looked at our team right you've got Scott Bain under six foot that's no good enough for a goalkeeper in my opinion I, don't, I think he's alright shot stopper but he's not a commanding goalkeeper in your box and he's no the greatest at shot stopping. There's no much there. So you definitely need a goalkeeper. I would say up to now, Anthony Ralston's probably been our best player. 
he's te- he's no got a lot going for him, but he's been a tire. He's mm-hmm. tried his heart out to come out him, and that's obviously it's no good enough for Celtic. Everybody knows that, but at least he's gave a hundred percent for the shirt, and he's tried his best. So we need a right back. Obviously, a big a bigger boy than obviously Ralston. I don't think he's six. I don't think so. He's quite stocky. And then you've got your two centre half, Starfield and obviously Beaton or Welsh. I still think you need a right good centre half in there as well. Your left back, Greg Taylor, just a wee boy again, small, no good enough for Celtic. And then we bring the two wingers in, right? Like Kyogo and Ab- Abadar or whatever that boy's name is. The two of them are just lightweight, five foot seven players. That's, I'm not saying they're good football players, but with no physicality in the team. There's nothing there. And Edward, six foot one or six foot two up front, he gets brushed off the ball too easy. They two centre horse just ate him up the full game. And he obviously isn't interested. See games like that, you've got to have somebody that's going to hold the ball up, bring people into play, ruffle the defence up. We thought yesterday. We had lovely good bits of football, but we didn't go anywhere, particularly did we? Hearts were just happy to sit in, let us knock the ball about, and then catch us on the counter. And that's what they've done, and they got the result of it. I just, it was just baffling, mate. It's just, you've seen it. You didn't see them coming to obviously win, but you've seen their game plan, and you knew defensively they needed one chance. They got one chance to debury it. You know, that's, that's just how I watched the game and thought, we didn't go anywhere. I didn't see us till the last five minutes. Making Craig Gordon make mm-hmm. saves the last five minutes. It was too little, too late then, in my opinion. I haven't... I think you've said mate, spot on and starting for the, for the goalkeeper, we've not had a number one since obviously Foster. Even them is only alone. So and then Gordon, goalie, it's going to get sorted. You can't have a good team without a commanding goalkeeper. We've basically we've all played football, we all know football. If you've not got a comp a comp, incompetent goalkeeper, then your team's going to be derailed all the way through the season and through every game you play. So Ralston again, I've given a guy a lot of a lot of drip. It shouldn't be at the club, but again, Credit, credit to you, the boys, the last two or three games, he's put his heart and soul into it. He's played well. Pass marks, maybe the only pass marks out of two or three players. He's done okay. So, again, he can hold his hill high again. He's not going to, in my opinion, he's not going to be good enough to play a longer term for us. But, as he says, he's trying his heart out while he's here. And he's putting himself maybe in a short window to get an arm move or maybe beat Celtic on the bench. I don't know, but... Julian will come back in, I think, with Starfield, but again, you need to sign maybe an R2 because you can't keep relying on youth guys. Wells might be good a long, good longer term, but for this season, we need better. As you say, Taylor, I'll criticise the guy enough. The guy's good enough for Celtic. He just wants to pass the ball back all the time. He can't go by a man. After 70 minutes, he'd be blown at his ass. He'd be fucking walking back and you're using yourself, uh, William. Celtic, that's not good enough. We've got to be flying full-backs, we've got to be fit. And beat on, for me, William, is a big thing. 70 minutes, is it cramp? When you seen a professional football get cramp? Is it 70 minutes? I, I was pretty shocked at that, actually. I didn't make a comment. 70 minutes, the first league game of the season. No, I've, I've never saw that. I'll be completely honest. We've seen that junior football, I don't think, either. Um, I think from what Robert was saying there about staff, I agree, you know, I think the guy was thrown at the deep end. He's only had one training session this week. I do think he should have done better with the, the first tackle um, when, the, when the pass player obviously get past him. He's tried to recover. Not quite got there, but I think when you're touching on Ralston as well, Andy Ralston has been trying his best to be fair to the boy. Um, 
he's just not got the, the quality that we need to be doing that every week. As you say, the big good option is maybe a backup or going to a, a different club and playing week in and week out. But I think you saw that when when the ball sort of broke over to Mackay Stephen, just before the ball broke, they came off beat on. You actually seen Ralston actually get sucked into the ball, mm-hmm. which left the space at the back post for Mackay just to Mackay Stephen just to tap it in. Little things like that. You know, that's just cost you games, you know, that little bit of tactical awareness, knowing where you are on the pitch and obviously not being sucked into the ball. Um, we've got problems all over the park for me. I, I do know that Anne stops the track sort it. Um, one of the positive things actually was a goal. Um, and it also scored um, with this sort of inverted wing back tactic that he's playing and, and it worked perfectly and it, and it took his goal really, really well. But there's there's a number of players that are, are either one not good enough or obviously not interested. Obviously, Eddie's one of them that I think's looking for his move. One thing that I thought was a bit strange on the game yesterday was that Eddie seemed to be, especially in the first half, Eddie seemed to be quite dropping back all the time, sort of in between the two lines. But nobody was ever going beyond him. So basically, the, the Hearts back line just stood there and watched Celtic just knock the ball across them the whole first half. Didn't really need to do it. Nobody was engaging with the, the sort of back line there. So it, it was a bit strange to see that, especially when we were trying to get a call back. But, um, but yeah, as I say, there's, there's problems with the squad. There's not enough depth in the squad. We've got to get players in immediately to help the team. I think when Julian comes back, that will help. But I do agree, there's got to be another centre-half there. Near Beaton isn't a centre-half. Near, near Beaton's just an absolute, it's just a backup, effectively. Um, I'd actually probably argue the case that Steve Welsh should probably play in front of Near Beaton um, at this moment in time because I don't think it offers you much um, uh, uh, as, as a centre-half, sorry. But uh, yeah, it's got to be addressed as soon as possible. I think, as we spoke before we come on, Connor, we just need to address a lot of things. But I think defensively, in the goalkeeping situation, I know we, I think eventually you might get a striker or, or a midfielder. But I think for me, the defensively is the big thing for us. I think, oh, I think going forward, we'll score goals going forward. I think attacking wise, I can see what he's trying to do, but I think his hands are tied behind his back defensively because we're not going off at all. And that's the only option he's got. And I think. He's maybe trying to prove a point and say, listen, this is what I've got. This is, I need help here. And I think the only way we're going to help, get help is if the board actually come in and Don McKay puts his, his actions speak louder than words. He's come out and say, we're a world-class club, we'll do this, we'll do that. Well, Dom, you've been a few months now. It's time to come and prove your worth. Aye, definitely. I do. I, do. I, I get what you're saying with, with Angie's take uh, pick for the back line we are short we, and we know we're short everybody knows that we've Ralston's pretty much our only right back um, we, we brought in Kenny last season for, for a backup after we sold Frimpong um, again no good enough you get 13 million for a boy that you pull in for less than a million and you, you don't invest it in a right back to replace him you bring in a loan move so Tony Ralston's coming in, he's doing what he can. And you can see that he's trying. I think I think deep down he knows he's not quite up to the standard that Celtic should be at. At this current moment in time, mm-hmm. he's making do with it. He's taking his chance in that position and playing playing better than most of the other boys, but he's not good enough. Uh it's centre half. For me personally, I know I know Welsh has played pretty much every game. Um Include friendlies, and then you've got your your uh, two games in the Champions League. Well, she's come in. He's playing a lot of minutes up until now. The, would I play him ahead of Beaton last night? One hundred percent, especially after how Beaton 
was in the qualifier. So for me, I would I, I would have went with Welsh. I know it's not a lot of a lot of experience to put in next to Starfelt, who's only had one training session. As we said, it it was a tough debut for him um, against a Hearts team that that are just going to come at us every time. Every time we play them, they're going to be physical. And as Robert says, they're just going to hit us in the break. You need to be ready for when they break. And I don't think he was he was ever he was ever ready. He was he wasn't settled the first maybe twenty minutes. He did grow into it, but it it, it did take him a wee bit. And Greg Taylor, was, I said this last season. Greg Taylor's not good enough. And um, but who 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 else have we got behind him? Falling goalie. Is Ball and Golly good enough either? I've, I've, I've not really seen too much of him to say that he is. I know a lot of people have said, oh, but he played he played uh, for, it was Istanbul against mm-hmm. Man U, in it? Last season in the Champions League. And they were like, oh, he's, he's playing against he's playing against Man U, he must be good. But he's yet to show it in Celtic Colours. And he can't, he can't be shown it at training if he's not getting time on the pitch ahead of Greg Taylor. So... Aye. Aye, aye, when it comes to the left-back situation, this hasn't just been a thing just this season. The full-backs, even when we had Ilhamid and Frimpong, there was a lot of mistakes there. There was a lot of Frimpong mm. was going too high, Ilhamid was always injured. You never had consistency, I mean, even when Taylor was there. Taylor was injured and then you'd, I mean, a young guy came in, you've never had a, a back four for a long time. It's been settled and I think that's one reason why our performances have been quite quite bad because you can score goals, but as I said, Robert, if you can't defend, you're not going to win a game of football. I know that's a Michael Owen thing here, I'm saying, right? That he can with these stupid things, but if you can't defend, you've got no hope in hell of winning any game of football. As much as you want to score five goals, if you're going to concede goals every game, you're fucked. And the way you're playing the new. I reckon defending comes for your strikers. Defending comes for That's where your work should start. And Hearts get through the striker part and the midfield part far too easy for me. Sorrow is the only one. I wouldn't say Sorrow's up to being a Celtic player at this moment in time, mm-hmm. but he's the only one that's wanting to put attack on. I he commits a lot of stupid fouls. But do you see anybody else doing what he's trying to do? He's trying to break the player and he can't get alone. So in my opinion, Cal McGregor needs to be put further forward. I would I would drop Tumble, whether people agree on that or no. I don't think Tumble's going to be up to it this season. I think he was a good player in a bad team last season. He might prove me wrong. That might be, hopefully in the future he does. But I'd put Cal McGregor in where his position is and I'd bring another midfielder in who can battle and go on the ball and play through where McGregor is. Because out with McGregor trying to burst forward, you only had Sorrow kind of protecting the defence. And if you're going to play with your two wing-backs kind of a pushing high, then you need two defensive midfielders just to sit and patrol that midfield to get across and protect the left-back or the right-back and protect the two centre-halves. If that's the expansive football that Ange wants to play, then that's what we're going to need today. No, I agree, mate. 100%. I had McGregor under Rodgers when he played further forward. He was one of our better players. He was yeah. superb. Um, last season, he was basically covering Brown's arse with playing further back and derailed his season and I think again you can see him doing a lot of things he's forward he's back he's doing too much and he, as you see yeah, he's helped um, I'm a big fan of Tumble but the last few games he's no one at it um, 
a high in terms of doesn't give you a high press and intensity, no. whereas McGregor could give you that in that hole. Do you get what I mean? No. He's um, oh, he's no, he's no fit as McGregor would be. I think McGregor in that hole, as you say, you're giving McGregor too much today. We try to get pushed him forward and then try to get back and help Sorrow. It's far too much for him, as well as a captaincy. I reckon if you put him further forward and bring somebody, even put Beaton and dying and behind them. They know it till we get somebody in alongside Sorrow and just have them as the two sitting midfielders. As a thing as well, I watch you, William. Um, see the left back situation. Obviously, we've got Taylor and Bolly. Would you know give Guy Montgomery a chance and just play, just play him? Because I, I don't, I always only played a few games, but he's looked comfortable. He's not done too shabby. He's not made too many mistakes. He's been okay. Would you give him? Yeah. I know it's a big season and it's a pressure situation. Would it break the boy? I don't know, but. It could be an option just to play him until we get a better left back because we've seen Taylor, we've seen Bolly. They might be steady and but they might not be good enough, but this boy might be come in. I've got a chance to come in and cement my place here. Like Tierney came in and, and that was him. He didn't move. It could be the same with that boy. It, it could be. Um, I think, obviously, Andrew assessed that during training sessions, etc. Um, I think Greg Taylor has struggled when he's came with Celtic, but I think he looks as if he's struggling even more playing this inverted wing-back sort of role, coming into the middle of the park, and he just doesn't look comfortable for me. Um, and I think, like Robert says there, the way the team's set up to, to sort of play this expansive football and wants to do have inverted wing-backs, you're going to need two guys sitting in front of the defensive line to protect them, almost like a box, basically, like four corners of a box. Um, and, I, and I know that's the way I'm just sort of looking at it. So, as, as Robert says, I'd rather McGregor play further up the park, um, and I think you'd get more out of him doing that. Um, but going back on obviously looking at the left back position, we need, we need obviously we, we lost here, Nate. We're bringing Ball and Golly. Ball and Golly's not good enough for me. I think Ball and Golly tactically is so far off that level, it's frightening. And I know people are saying he's went to Istanbul, he's playing against Man United, or was it Rapid Vienna and doing X, Y, and Z. He gets caught so many times further up the pitch. Whether he was getting told that's what he had to do or whatever, but you've, you've, got to also, you've got to come back and defend as well. You can't just be pushing up and leaving wide open spaces. Um, unless there's cover there, do you know what I mean? So I don't think Ball and Gold is the answer. Big Taylor's strumming. I don't see any reason why not. Give, give the boy Montgomery a chance. If he's doing it in training and he's performing well, we're going to have to go and get somebody. We're going to have to go and get someone anyway, but if he's not doing it, then you know where he's at or where he doesn't go back into the B team or whatever. Uh, and obviously, look, he's developing from, from that side of things. No, I agree. Um, I think we've all agree- agreeing that the left back's not good enough and I think Connor it's something again we need to look at and obviously what Robert's saying I don't know if you agree with, with the Soros situation about him um, maybe moving in and beat on can I come in and be tumble for me I, as much as we're maybe slated beat on at centre back he know he's, we know he's okay in the middle he'll do a job the new to maybe tie his hair to get somebody else in but for me Connor we need a right nasty bastard from middle of the park because we're too lightweight, we're too technical, we've not got, we've not got a, a Wanyama type player anymore, we've not got a guy in middle of the park like your Scott Browns anymore and we knew Brown was leaving and we've not replaced him and again that's mismanagement again for the board and the scout department. Aye, definitely, like, don't get me wrong, Sorrow does dare dot a bit but he does commit all these stupid fouls and that. I think this season, and last season, we were asking we were asking Callum McGregor to do the Callum McGregor role, but also cover other players run about him. So he was he was obviously covering for an aging Scott Brown. 
So we're expecting him to do two jobs, not just one job, which is incredibly difficult because Callum McGregor's full of energy and I think that energy would probably be better spent further up the park. Mm. Um, I do think that, as you say, we do need a, a hard cunt in the middle of the pitch. Just a pure no-nonsense. I'm coming in, that ball's mine, and then I'm going to offload it to somebody who can who can take the ball and be creative with uh, further up the park. But how many players do you, do you see that are like that now? Like, football, football's not as hard and as nasty as it used to be. Football's more pretty now. But, like, there's got to be somebody, and I, I wouldn't say scour the, the Scottish Scottish League for that player either. Like, I, I don't think we, we can go do that. Just go get an off Scottish hard man. I think Scott Brown's the, the last day. A breed like that that could probably step up to the, the level we expect them. But um, I do, I do agree with we need another big, powerful midfielder like Awinyama that's going to come in and go next to Awi Soro, who's just going to nick in front of players and steal the ball. Um, but I, it's, it's a big ask to find a player like that. But if, if, if somebody can scout one, MD, whoever, whoever's doing the scouting at Celtic, then goes out and manages to find somebody like that, then definitely go for it, bring them in because we're screaming out for one. But aye, just the frustrating thing for me is though, we'll talk about scouting these players and identifying these players. We have all sat here for the past six months saying this. For, for so long, we knew Scott Brown was leaving. So there, there must be a process happening at Celtic to identify. They've got to be scouring Europe or scouring the world trying to find these players. Because if they're not doing it, then there's a serious problem. Because we're sitting here now, and we're talking about we need these players in, and we've been saying this for months. Leaving the left back position, we've been saying for years, and the right back position as well. And it's like, who's Who's vetting the players? Who's signing the players coming in? Because the players will bring in to replace Lustig and Tierney and whoever else are just not good enough. But it's the frustrating thing for me is it just these players should have been identified and they should have been in for the first day of pre-season or at a very minimum before, obviously, the game on Saturday. But remember, so, that's what the Rodgers process was trying to do. He knew Lustig and he wanted yeah. Patini in. He knew that Brown was coming to the end of it. He wanted him again in and the Celtic board Back him, he yeah. identified all these areas that he knew needed addressed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, probably a year or two before they, would, they should have been addressed. I managed Aye, to identify these yeah. things, and the Celtic board didn't back him. Yeah. That's that was all. Then was John McGinn, and the Celtic board went out and signed Malumpu to come on it. And you're thinking, thirty-five-year-old guy, thirty-six-year-old guy, and. That was he was just to deal with that, and that he was to go away in Europe. At the end of the day, we were getting into the last sixteen of the Europa League against um, Zenit St Petersburg at the time, and he kept they go and sign Malumbu and Sved, and I can't remember who else had signed at the time. And Brendan Rodgers must have just fought TC at the time. This is no good enough. You know what I mean? You see, you're talking about that. I, I looked at and Brendan Rodgers' last transfer window, right, and I think that must have been that was him because I think it was Tojan on loan. Buck on loan. Actually, it, was, it, it was all it was like free loans and like a 
and I think Bio and Shed, I think it was that, but he must have went, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to fuck. If this is Aye. what I'm getting back to in January, well, the league wasn't, I think we were only six or seven points, we weren't clear of it, and we were still, we all knew we were going to win the league, but it was, it was, it wasn't fucking far ahead, mm. and that was the guy she got in, he must have went, I'm off, man. And then over time, February, March, he went to Leicester. He must have went, I'm, I'm off. He also, he also identified players for these positions, like Robert said, like Timothy Castagne and uh, James Justin. And he went to Leicester. And then the two of them signed for Leicester, and the two of them were in route for Leicester. So, mega money. And exactly, mate. Exactly. So, yeah, to, to come onto the board, the board are not showing themselves in any good light whatsoever at the minute. It all seems to be just about how many season tickets they can sell, but of the manager bringing the right players in. And then, as you say, Rogers asked for the right players and they didn't back them. There's a massive protest next Sunday, William, for the Dundee. Is there? Is there? The boys, the Green Brigade, the Celtic Trust, one right. I coped, I think, with. So, see, see, be fair, yeah, I, I was a big... Get to that. I was a big thing, and I'm, I'm no... I'm like, no, don't protest. But see, now I'm thinking, you know what? The fans need to do something because... Something's going to happen. The board, it's still going to change if Desmond's still there. Obviously, well, you might know more about the board situations and what they do and stuff, but if Desmond's still there, Lowell is still part of the board because he's going to be part of the board because he's part of this European and SPL thing. Yeah. So he's going to be part of some sort of club in Scotland because, or unless he loses his job. So he's still going to be there. If it's a non executive, I don't know what he's going to be there doing, but Bankier's still there. Is the guy Walsh still there? You've got all the guys who, let's be fair, they don't seem, obviously we don't know behind the scenes, right? But as it comes to the product on the park, to me, Robert, they don't give a fuck. It's been happening for years. And I, the only way the fans are going to get frustrations out and get maybe a bit of change is we're doing this because if the fans aren't happy, then something is going to give. I don't know if it's going to be... See, to be fair, Robert, and I'll give us a pain. It would not surprise me in two months' time if a manager walks if this continues. It wouldn't surprise me because how can you walk on the See, see, in the last three weeks, I've seen two photos of Dermot Desmond. One was on a golf course. Ah, you fucking go away races. And I'm going, he looks like he's really concerned here. He looks like he's a guy that's wanting to go there and sort everything out. He does not give a monkey's as far as I'm concerned. He doesn't. He's a businessman. And people go, oh, he's. He spent millions in Celtic. He's also made millions at a Celtic. Let's not forget that. Yeah. I get the businessman. I get that's what he does. But there's times when you've got to dig deep and put money into it. And there's times you've got to obviously make your money. He made his money through Rogers. People say, I went out and got Rogers. Celtic made a hundred million ah. turnover in that season. The most any club's ever made. So the guy made his money back on Rogers. And sometimes you've got to go and get these people to then make the money that's it and see spend the money like how many seasons in a row have we went with beat on at centre half I think it's four or five mm-hmm. yeah. and then it goes to something as well oh well we were never going to get there anyway but you didn't go and buy a centre half to find out if you could have got there yeah. because there's a few teams we could have we're getting beat off teams like Malmo and Ferros Farosh and Mitchellin Mitchellin was what 1999 I think they were estimate that's when they came about they compared Celtic's wage bill to all these clubs and I think Michelin was something like 9 million a year on their wages Celtic are over 50 that's a year. difference for us today 
I've said it all along. The Scandinavian market is value market for players. 100%. Swedish, obviously, you're Icelandic, because there's a lot of good Icelandic players out in the world now, but you're just, why do we not go and scout these players and get them? Because they're always good value for money. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Obviously, we spoke about before we come on as well. We've talked about obviously uh, Connor about McGregor and whatever else. I want to touch on obviously. I'm not saying it, it did close as a game, but the referee situation, right? Um, the tackle on McGregor for Hard it was an absolute disgrace. Um, people can say it was all a yellow. It was for me. It was a stone roll red card. I knew what he's doing. McGregor, I, I can have read his lap, read his lap. I think you say to him, Adam, go and look at that back, look at that back, it's a red. It's an absolute, see the thing you've done, for, as we spoke about before, not one fucking player went there and fucking supporting McGregor, grabbing Halliday, fucking the referee, that's fucking not on, That that's that's team spirit, it's common sense, when your teammates get hit, injured, something happens to your teammates, every country gets involved, it's happens at junior level, amateur, as soon as you, one of your players gets injured or gets a bad tackle, Every country in the park, who you're fucking this and that. That's just that's what you do for your teammates. And we're too soft. We've been soft for years, even under the waters, we're a bit soft as well. We're too soft. It's all nice, guys. Oh, I don't why I don't want to get involved, I don't want to get hurt. It's fucking not on for me. Um, I don't know your opinion on that corner, but we've got to toughen up. We're full of shape bags, we're all nice technical players, but for me we're full of shape bags and I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Aye, definitely. Like as you say, there was not there was not one reaction apart from McGregor last night after he took that challenge with Halliday. Andy Halliday's coming to every every game against Celtic today. That that's that's just his game. He's not even a good football player. He's not even not even technically good. He's just in there to wind people up. The same way Brown might have been, apart from Brown had a bit more ability and could actually read a game. But uh, Andy Halliday's just in there to hurt well. Hurt Celtic players, fucking the way the way he did it last night. He's in there to wind people up as much as he fucking can. And then there, there was there was nobody you would you would you would maybe hope that somebody like Forrest or somebody that's been there for a while, been been teammates with with McGregor for a while, a beat on. I I can understand that he's maybe trying to stay with it after being a fucking idiot in the Champions League, but like. Somebody's got to react there. Like somebody's got to Ayer would have been there there, Brown would have been there there, two players that, that are away that would have been right in there if that had if that had happened in front of them. And we are missing that. I, I definitely think we are missing that. But is it is it didn't he, are we missing that because people are too scared? Are we missing that because they've been told don't don't let it get into your head? Like I know a lot of people if something happens on a pitch, they'll, they'll react and they'll react in a bad way and it can affect their game or whatever. But, um, like, as you say, they're just, they're, there doesn't seem to be any any actual fight for them to, next day to, next to them. I, I've always said that when you play football and you're, you're in a team, if, if I was to just show up to one game, just one random game on a Sunday, I wouldn't be there to fight for the boys about me. But see if I was playing with my pals and something like that happened. Mm-hmm. Fucking too right, I'd be straight in there. All my pals would be the exact same. You need to, you need to fight for each other on a pitch, and uh, it just doesn't seem like that's there. And I think for me, William, that's no a good thing to have in your team. And I know football's won through ability and whatever else, but if you look at that team spirit and that 
Aye, that that pals act in a way to help, to help. Aye, as he says, Connor says Scott Brown. Aye, but for your leaders, McGregor, he's a leader maybe ish, but he's not that guy. that's going to be pulling guys t-shirts. All you, you fucking this and that. I'm not saying going battle guys, but make a scene, man. Even 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 the man's outside the park, he's just throwing his horns as like. See, as much as Neil Lennon might have been not the best of managers, he'd have on that park shouting "Born referee, fucking." And I think Morgan, for me, that's not a good sign. I know it might be a wee thing, but I don't like it. And I think we've got to get more guys in the team that's going to be more demanding and more... I that team spirit about, 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 the, about the squad. I, I think we, we are short on leaders. We've lost a big leader in Scott Brown, um, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, and we, we knew he was moving on. We need leaders. Listen, all the, all the, all the teams that win leagues or, or win trophies and are successful have leaders all over the park. I know... You know, Callum McGregor's our, our captain, but, you know, we need a, a few captains on the park to make sure things are being done right. And listen, we know how hearts are going to play against us, and it's going to be the same when we play against Rangers as well. They're going to be in our face, and they're going to push us to the limit, and there's going to be tackles like flying about. Um, so, yeah, we need leaders all over the park to be taking the fight back to these teams and, and showing them that we're not going to be bullied in certain areas of the pitch. Um, to go back, obviously, onto the foul, it's, it's a red card all day long. It's dangerous play. The guy hasn't even attempted to get to the ball. The ball was fucking three or three or four yards away from him. How the referee doesn't give that a red card for that is fucking it's beyond me. Um, and also the offside decision as well. Like we've obviously not touched on that yet as well. But that's that's on side all day long. And listen, I think officials have got to be held to account. And, and I'm not just talking about Celtic here, I'm talking about right through the whole game in Scotland. They've got to be held to account for some reason or, or some way of doing it. I know they've got bar in England and stuff like that. They've got used that crate down there, but it, it was successfully used in the Euros. Maybe they should bring that in because there's so many decisions that can change games like that. And I think Celtic had scored last night. It, it, it might have been a different outcome at the end of it. But um, but yeah, just get back on the, the, the sort of situation with the squad. As I say, we need to get more players in. We need players that are proven leaders as well. We've signed a lot of young players so far. Obviously, Starfield's probably one of the oldest ones. And obviously, Furuhashi just came in a wee bit on that we got older as well but we need some leaders in that park and it's, it's evident to watch the game last week that we don't have that at this moment in time Aye definitely and for me Robert as we've said about um, well, said about the offside stuff like that I know we might have not been good defensively but these wee things change games if if that's a goal you're probably going to go and win the game if one up Harley should be off you're probably going to go win the game so these wee things as much but as what we're disgusting. That broke his ankle, and I always thought in the new rules of football was a tackle from behind. If you don't win the ball, was a automatic yellow. So he's not even won the ball, and then obviously stood on his ankle with a bad, obviously lunge. It's a lunge as well. A lunge is meant to be a straight red because mm-hmm. he's he's no winning the ball. He's taking the man from behind when the guy's travelling with the ball in front of him. It should be classed as dangerous play, Robert. It's, it's, a, it's you're causing an injury. You're causing an injury to a player. So it's a red card, automatic red card. Dangerous play, William, for a start. Um, yeah. I think it was the other way about. I think we would have seen red, to be honest. Yeah, I think if it was McGregor on Hardy, it would have been a red card. That's my opinion. I'm not being paranoid. I just think it would have been the other way about. It would have been a straight red. And the offside one... I, I mean, we are seeing that in slow-mo. Maybe the linesman hasn't seen him behind him. We don't know. But it's still, it's no a good decision, really, is it? It's, it's quite poor decision-making. But 
There's another thing that's it's really baffled me, right? For what I've watched Celtic in pre-season, I thought William Shaw has been impressive. Yeah. I think he's been a guy that's put a bit of dig in in the midfield and he looks like he, he was all right. And he's not really had any minutes like in the European game or the league game. And I just, I'm kind of baffled by that because sometimes we're lacking in the middle of the park with a wee bit of energy and fight and he's not been seen. I just thought, but strange because I thought in pre-season, personally I thought he was one of the better ones in pre-season. No, I agree, mate. Definitely. No, I agree, mate. Um, it was, I want to touch on that, what uh, Robert says, um, Connor, but obviously if it was the other way, I, I agree with that, but see the thing is, if it was the other way, the Hearts players would have been fucking all, all the referee. The Hearts players would have been fucking on top of the referee and they would have been all around McGregor if that was him. And again, it, it might be wee small things, but these wee small things win you games. These wee small things get you decisions. And we've not got that. I, think, I don't know if we're going to get it unless you get these, as William says, these players in. I think we're missing, we're missing it big time. Aye, definitely. A, a day, a day, I do think that if that's all the way about, McGregor does that to Halliday, something's been done about it. Everybody's making up a fuss to, to get it, to make sure that something happens to him. I know you can't jump in and be like, oh, book him, because that could get you into trouble, but guaranteed they're going to be running about the ref, they're going to be in his face, they're going to be arguing with Celtic players, they're going to be pushing people away. It, it, that's just the way it is, and we've no, real, we've no go at that right now. We don't. We, we It's... It is worrying. It is, and I hope I hope that as time goes on, we might be able to build it. But can we? Can does it? Does it mean we need to bring players in like that? Do we need? To, do we need to try and develop that for the players that we've currently got? How do how do you go about it? And I think that's where the challenge is going to be for us. Do you do you go out and just get in a couple of leaders? Do you go out and spend a couple of a couple of million on, on guys like this. I, I do agree with William saying that we need leaders in like Oil the Park. We, you need you need a leader at the back. Normally it's your normally your goalkeepers are leader on themselves, commands his own area. Normally you've got what at least one defender at the back to be able to make sure that they're all holding their position, they're getting tight to their man. They're making sure they're not getting turned. They're putting in that tackle when they've got to put that tackle in. Same with centre mid. Well, your centre mid. You've we we had it with Brown for years. I can I can. I think McGregor. As much as I like him, as much as he could be captain material, maybe too nice and nice. Maybe he's just know that player that's going to have that dig, and then you're going to have a, your your striker. Your strikers normally one of the ones that's shouting at everybody at the back. What the fuck are you doing? Like, and that, and we should have a, a leader for the front, the guy that's willing to chase down when their back lines got the ball, the guy that's, that's willing to like, push about a centre half. I mean, as much as I don't like Lyndon Dykes, Lyndon Dykes done that for Livingston against Julian, made him look like a wee bitch. Mm-hmm. And we've not got that up front now. We just don't. Um, no, but I do, I do think we need to get leaders all out of the park. Especially you talk about the striker, oh. uh, William Edward, and I, I, I'm, I'm one of his biggest, biggest fans. I think the guy's fucking top, top class. But last year we might have got 35. I'm not saying we would have 35, 40 million. Maybe if a silly bird came in, 
now they're talking 20 million. I wouldn't pay two pounds for the way he's playing the new volume. I think he's just, I, I would never see a guy's down tools, but he's definitely no at his, at his performance the way he should be. Um, is it because he knows he's getting a move? He's no what he did at big sprint because his hammy goes. I don't know what it is, but as we said before we come on, I just think he shouldn't be playing. If that's the way he's going to be performing, I'd rather a Yeti or a younger guy or Christie moves up from whatever, somebody that's going to have full commitment to the cause because we can't have passengers the way we're playing the now. No, I, I, I agree with you. It's been really disappointing to see the sort of decline in his performances over the last um, few games. Um, I think the first game against Midgeland, he, he needs to score that one. In fact, he would have scored that one on one chance a couple of seasons ago. Um, I think that as well, it doesn't help us. Like Robert touched on, you've got to defend from the front. And, and generally, we're only high, high energy pressing from, from the front um, with a high block. So um, we're not doing that just now. So teams are just playing right through us. And, and we're not defending from the front the way, the way we should be doing. But I think that um, he can't play the next game for me. I wouldn't start him. I think Ayeye's got to have a chance. I think Ayeye's got to be sitting there wondering, what do I need to do here to get a chance? <laughs> because, uh, again, I would have took him off. I would have took him off on Wednesday because he wasn't offering us anything. Shevchenko marked him out the game on Wednesday night. And do you know what? It wasn't even a challenge for Shevchenko because no. Eddie was just getting brushed off the ball constantly. He couldn't even hold the ball up at points. And normally that's what Eddie's really good at, turn, holding the ball, turning and taking the defender one-on-one. He wasn't doing anything like that. And listen, it, it could be the, the future of him is going to go to another club or whatever, and that's maybe playing in his mind. If that's the case, then he'll play him. You can't play players if they're not mentally committed to, to that game and they're going to give you 100%. And if there's any doubt in their mind, then there's no point there. As you said, he's a passenger. He's effectively been a passenger the last couple of games. So for me, in the next game in, in Europe on Thursday, it's got to be a Yeti for him. He's got, got to start. Because um, I think a Yeti, for me, as I said, he's, he didn't really have a, a great season last year. He obviously had a few injuries. He needs a run of games for me to see if he can do it at this level. Um, I think we, we do need some help up front as well in terms of assigning. Um, I think Furahashi can actually play up, up front as well, maybe playing off maybe a Yeti or something like that, get him more advanced up the park as well to help him out. But, um, but yeah, Eddie's got to be sold now. If there's a bid coming in from Brighton or whoever, listen, let's just take the money and reinvest it in players who do want to be there if that's the case. And even then, Robert, if we do sell him, we've got to sign quality. As much as people are saying... Maybe Kevin is, but I fair enough. But knows your main striker. Celtic have always had a top top main striker. We can't sell Edward for twenty million, maybe three million pounds for Nisbet, and then you've got Nisbet, a yet in Griffiths. That's not going to win you the league. It's not going to get you in Europe. So I understand fans might say I get Nisbet and I, but you can't sell a guy like Edward and bring in a guy who's playing with Hibs. You can do it, but for me, you've got to buy quality. You've got to boot and pin spend. If it is £10 million on a fucking very, very decent striker, because we need a striker that's going to get his 25 freckles a season. Won't, will I get, I get that? I don't know. Will I get the games? <laughs> it doesn't look like it. So it's a massive, there's a massive, massive hole everywhere in the squad. And we need a goal scorer. Edward looks like he's down in tools a wee bit. It looks like he's wanting to go. Where do we do, Robert? Where, where do we go? That's it. The problem for me is up front is I get Edward doesn't look interested. He just he's to me he isn't he he doesn't want to be injured, he doesn't want to do anything. But the other thing is I don't think a Yeti's ever good enough for Celtic. He can't 
or Debon. This is my opinion. I don't think Ayeti will ever make it Celtic. I think it was a terrible buy. And Griffiths is so far off it, so miles off it. Fitness-wise, social media-wise, everything else. He had his contacts should have been ripped up that time. And it should have been done because he's been gained 200 chances and he's no learning. I don't think he'll be mentally strong enough to come back for it, personally. Um, and I think the only thing with Ange is that he thinks Edward could be garbage for five minutes and then turn in and score a goal for you. Um, and he's probably thinking he's a big bit of a target man. He isn't really, but he's probably thinking at least he can maybe hold the ball in, whereas Ayeti's only, what, five foot seven or something. Ayeti, as you say, probably is a, a box player inside the box, but for me, I, I would like to come, to come good, but he's an all cast for me. Just a waste of money. It should be cut ties anew um, and try and get something back from him. I feel we really need to as you say, is buy a striker that can hold the ball in and bring others into the game. It might not be prolific, might not be a guy who score you 30 goals, but you need somebody that's going to ruffle up defenders, hold the ball in and bring others into play, whereas your Kai going that could come round about. Mm-hmm. Um, Abidah, the wee other winger, maybe bring them into play, coming off the big striker. I reckon we need, we need something up front because the new Edward... Is either no one tested or wanting it. A Yeti, I don't think, is good enough, and Griffiths is done as far as I'm concerned. So we've not really got a lot of options up front. If A Yeti needs to run the games and that's what he wants to go with, then so be it. But we can't just rely on him to be the main striker. We need else in reserve. And obviously, we're talking about money. Uh, Connor, <laughs> the charm again today, he announces he's leaving, then the club announce it. Two years ago, a year and a half ago, they're talking about for total thirty million pound, and news away for fuck all. From that's criminal, in my opinion. It's absolutely disgusting. You're no qualifying for Champions League, so you might need to sell one of your key players every season. That's so that thirty million might have covered us last season because he didn't qualify or the year before, and then they've let him go for nothing. But yeah, he's going to stay, and then they let him go. It's another case of mismanagement. It's just for me, it's it's, it's no right. It's no right. Oh, boy, yeah. Aye, by aye. Aye, well, well, aye, that, well, that's that's what you're saying. We're gonna we we brought in Cham in for it was Man City we brought him in for, and I think it was in the region of maybe between four and six million, and then you get a bid in for Porto when he's playing really well. Like he was playing really well. At one point, I I did think, and Cham's one of the best midfielders playing in Scotland. I know when he's on his game. But for me, he wasn't consistent enough. Porto came in with that £13 million bid and I'm thinking, do you know what? I would probably take that because at the same time, as much as he's a good player and I, I liked him when he was on his game, just wasn't on his game. You're, you're making a profit out of that and as you say, it's still covering if you don't make it into the Champions League or you don't get, you don't progress in the Europa League the day he turns around and announces on his on his Instagram that he's left Celtic before Celtic have even announced it I don't know I don't know what the script is with that surely you let the club say their piece and then you say yours I don't know if it's a lot, I've seen a lot of people online saying it's a bit disrespectful that he's came out and said it prior to the clubs saying it maybe he's just like 
thank fuck I'm away, good riddance, because uh, he's, he's had a torrid time in the last year to two year. Um, but it's all done to himself as well. Like you, we, I, we can we can all blame Neil Lennon or whatever, but you have to blame the player for his attitude too. His attitude's been stinking in the last two years. And as you say, he is in a Boyata situation. Everyone else turned around and was like, that, that's a horrible situation with Boyata. We should never have let him go for nothing and all that. But, like, his attitude wasn't great, whether it's because of discussions he's had with the manager or somebody at the board or whatever. You, you don't know what's going on in the background, but for me... And Cham coming out and saying that he's left prior to the club announcing it, walking away for absolutely fuck all when we could have made a profit. It 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 does leave a bit a sour taste. It's better, but he's away now. It's not much we can do about it. We're saving money and wait on the wage bill. William, can we reinvest that? Like because he he was on he was on an all bad wage. Could we get some then for roughly the same? Ah, you're spending a couple of million, but. Need to wait and see, won't we? I think Morgan was a club. I think we need to, we need to replace him. Um, we've not got a lot of players in that position of quality. Um, and as you say, really see ships at clubs and players can break down. We obviously don't know behind the scenes, but obviously something's went wrong because we all know, I know we keep saying this on his day, but the guy on his day is a quality player. Um, and it, it could be done to himself, as Connor says, his attitude or whatever, but something obviously did go wrong and I know he's away now but it's maybe one of the ones what could have been with him I, th- I think so I think for me looking at it from the outside in and I, and I might be wrong here but I'd, it would just be good to know who's making these decisions um, we, we've spoke and I know you and uh, Ryan yourself and Robert have spoken about having a structure at the club and trying to build on a model from what other clubs do we should definitely be doing that because that's the modernisation of the, of the game nowadays and there needs to be people in place and we're still sitting here and, and I know Ange is talking about the need reinforcements. We need reinforcements in the backroom staff as well. We don't have a head of sports science anymore because Jack Neal has left. We don't know who's doing the recruitment side of it. Is Don McKay the one negotiating all these deals at the minute the same way Peter Lowell done it? Can he do that? He doesn't have a proven record of doing that. Obviously coming from a, a sort of different background and his sort of background is more about the commercial viability of the club and sponsorships and things like that and bringing that sort of money into the club. So I think I generally think so you're crying out for a sporting director or a director of football, whatever you want to call it, to deal with these issues. And, and the enchantment issue might have been handled differently if someone like that was in place. And I completely agree with, with Connor. My frustration is that we're sitting here now with basically a, a skeleton team squad that we've got just now. And we're letting a guy go for nothing. Now, I get that the guy probably doesn't want to be there anymore, but see if this was maybe handled with it differently a month ago or two months ago or whatever, or the last window, should I just sold him and got a bit of money? or at least convince them to stay and then we'll move them on this window for a bit of money. So I've, I'm getting really frustrated with it. It seems to be that we don't know who's making decisions at the club. Don McKay's came out and his first press conference really impressed me, but he needs to come out and talk to the fans a lot more, I think, as well, mm-hmm. and tell us what's happening at the club, what we're improving, how we're modernising. You know, Steve McGowan, I brought an article actually the other day in the Daily Mail talking about how Celtic have been left behind in the whole recruitment and analysis side of things. And, the other team across the, the city, they've got themselves sorted with that structure there. Um, they've got a sporting director, Ross Wilson, over there, who's got a proven track record of working at Premier League teams in England. And it's uh, the structure in place. So we need to do 
we need to do the same thing in my opinion because these things like getting champ or players not coming in, buying their own players, all these things, it's all got to work as part of it. All these things should be vetted properly with the correct system in place at the club and I just don't believe we have that at this moment in time. And the worst thing is, this isn't going to be fixed overnight now. This could have been fixed six months ago for this season. I now worry that given the speed the players being bought, coming in, hitting the ground running, we could be two or three windows here before we sort this out and that's the way it's looking at the minute, which is really worrying from, from my point of view. There's a question. Last week it broke that we had agreed a three million fee with Royal Antwerp for Buta, right? The right back. Mm-hmm. It's just went totally dead in the water. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. I, I, Robert, I know. I've been watching that myself because I've been looking at the boy, and the boy looks a decent player from what we've seen and what we're hearing and things like that. And I think he actually had a good. He did not play against Rangers, I think maybe last season. I think he had a good game. He had a good game last season against Rangers. Um, it could be negotiations with the players stalled. Um, for some reason, there could be other opportunities for the player to go. You know, I guarantee you, Celtic are not the only club that are in for him. Um, so, but if you be another club, then it should only be a matter of days. Matter of days, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it wouldn't be. But that doesn't work up, would it? No, I, I wouldn't surprise me. But that, but that's the point. I'm coming back to. There's got to be someone in place that's dealing with that side of it, proven experience dealing with that side of it, because they've been there before with these deals. You know, like, as I say, we just look at Ross Wilson, it's doing it there. All the English clubs now have got it. They've got these guys in place and they've got a crew structure in place. Brendan Rodgers actually tried to build at Celtic and had a lot of people there doing that. Um, and he was identifying the players, but the board just didn't back him. We need somebody that, one, we need the board to back whoever's there, but we, need to, we actually need an infrastructure in place to identify these players and get the players over the line. As we've talked about previously on, the podcast Celtic seem to take forever for some reason doing this and I think it's thinking about it and looking at it it looks to me as if we just don't have that infrastructure in place to, to do it as William says there Robert that's everything for the last I would say since we've ever been doing this podcast it's a structure and we've seen it and we've highlighted that we've looked into things that we should do and I, I know a lot of other fans have spoken about it as well but we've been especially really since last October I think November, we were crying out for it, saying this is what we should be doing, we've looked into it, we've looked into our analytics and what we need to do, if it's a sporting director, DOF, if it's a head coach, if it's whatever, and if, if me and you can just do this, and as William says, William knows mm-hmm. that field, fans can talk about it, how can a club know put that into, into practice? Why is it just the fans can, we're no any experts, we're just guys that look into football and know a wee bit about football, how can this no be implemented at a higher level as William says it's been mismanagement for years it's not just happened the last three months or four months the fans as well have said we know it's coming and it's came and people are like oh shit that's actually happened and it's it's no surprise Robert to be fair the Green Brigade told you this two years ago and everybody was going ah they're a bit over the top with their their banners and stuff but they knew they obviously seen something a wee bit earlier than most people did see. And I won't admit, I criticised some of the things. I was like, a bit much. But now I'm like, fuck, they were 100% right. And even when they're talking about the board members and everything else, they've, they've been spot on and everything. And I think, as a support, we really need to back all fan groups who's really just saying that the board have been taking us for mugs for too long. And we, 
as what William says about Steve McGowan, I read the article and I thought he was 100% spot on. And Celtic should have built a structure in place that took them years in front instead of going and spending £5 million in fucking disco lights. And then they did a centre-half for a Champions League. But they thought the disco lights was more important than a centre-half. You can talk, you can dare outside Celtic Park and about Celtic Park all you want. Aye, it'll be great. But if the team on the part isn't performing and isn't as good as what people want to see, then they'll not have all this after the park. The team on the park's the most important thing. Then when that's a success, everything else comes with it outside Celtic. Your training ground, your Barrafield, your disco lights, your Celtic walk way. These things, I all look fantastic and all look brilliant. But the team on the park's got to have been exactly as good as the things after the park. We really are lacking, and we've been lacking in a centre-half for four or five years, and we've no, ident- we've no addressed the situation. And now it looks to me, my personal opinion, I reckon five or six first-team-ready players need to be signed for us to mount any challenge. I'm worried Thursday night against the Czech team, who finished only five points behind Sparta Prague. I think it could be embarrassing on Thursday, and I, I don't like to say that, but I'm worried sick that this team could go for their jugular and really expose us for how bad defensively we are. No, I agree, mate. Um, I think it doesn't matter who we play against the new. I think we're very fragile. Um, the last part I want to really talk about in depth, Connor, is I, done, I wrote about it today. Um, the, the big demise for me, the decline for me, is when Rangers actually went the third division. Um, we stalled. Um, Aye. We didn't go and bore them out the fucking water. We had the, fa- the facilities. We had the money. We had a decent... You still had value in your team. I think it was Dyer at the time. Um, mm-hmm. We still had... That I would say Dyer... I still think Dyer was a decent manager at the right time because they all say he built the foundations for others came in. Um, you still had your McGregor's, your Browns. I think you had guys like Gadetti. I think we still there. You had a decent Bayata, whatever else. You had, whatever, you had a decent team to go mm-hmm. forward and win the leagues and whatever else but that's when we should went right fuck it Des just went there's 40 million go and fucking board them out of the water we shouldn't be where we are and it's all down to the board it's, players and managers have obviously got to take a bit of criticism but it's for the tap it's totally it's, as uh, Robert Moyne says it's fucking frustrating knowing let's be honest right 10 in a row should have been done should have been done and it didn't mm-hmm. happen because it was basically Complacency for tap to bottom. They obviously, as his fans, I was complacent. I said it was done, and obviously, it fucking went tits up. Something's been obviously behind the scenes, and we all know a lot of things have happened behind the scenes. But for me, Connor, when that happened, we should have went, as Robert says, talking about juggler, we should have a juggler and been money. If it was 20, 30 million pounds, whatever it was, get that squad up to, as Mr. Lowell says, the Champions League elite level, which I'm not going to get for a long, long time. But we shouldn't be where we are. And for me, it's all down to that. That's just my opinion. That's where the demise started, the decline started. But we didn't bore them out of water. It was just like, well, just tied the air, tied the air. And then Rogers came in and they came up late. We'll spend a bit of money. And look what happened. We bore them out of water and we didn't continue. And for me, that was my opinion. That was when the, the, the decline started. 100% mate, aye. I definitely, I've actually been saying that exact that exact point for uh, when they went down. Really, we shouldn't be settling for. I we win the league every season. We win, we win extra silverware, quality. Like we, 
us as a club should be going right. That's our main direct competition out of there. I we're, we're gonna we're gonna win the league. We need to push on and look at the bigger picture. And that's when everything should have been getting put in place. Tyler came in. He 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 came in after Lennon and said that he, he was surprised at how unfit the team were and all that. A lot of people have also came out and said that um Ronnie Dyler came in and had them on mad mental fucking diet and nutrition and all that. Um but maybe it's all stuff that we needed at the time to to help. And I do think that Dyler did put down the foundations for Rogers. Rogers came in and then built on it because let's be honest here, Rogers is what I you he got sacked at his job prior to us, but it was a big club. Like he, he's he managed it. it was what he was at. He was at Chelsea. He was at. Well, he wasn't at Chelsea's manager, but he was at Chelsea at, at some sort of capacity. So at Swansea, went to Liverpool. Like these are all sides that were in the Prem when he was there. He's seen how they've ran, how how they've went about their business. He's came to Celtic and. He's he's been like I we need to we need to get a process in somewhat of that mould we need to we need to create that and I he's came in we've brought we've brought in players we've got some really good football going and then in his last season as you said we're looking at players we're looking at trying to bring in Castagne that he's now taking to Leicester we were looking at bringing in John McGinn who was. People are saying he should be he should be going to Liverpool for fifty million, and we we could have got him at four and a half before he went to Aston Villa. Like, and it's just missing it in all these wee things. And I can I, as much as I was raging that Rogers left, I wasn't raging to the point of oh he's a fucking snake. I think it is. He's seen a bigger picture. He's seen that we could have went forward and did and we didn't go forward. They never really got that back. That he he, he would have gone to Leicester. And look, look at look at how he's done with Leicester since gone there. He t- he took over in the February March. He's went right. This is exactly what I'm needing. These are the areas I need to strengthen. He's went. Out, he's done it. He's been backed. He's got the players that he wanted, and he's done well with them. And I think that it's something that we should have done when they went down. When Rangers went down, these are the areas we should have been building on. This is the the sort of structure that we should be having and we just never done it we just sort of settled for the league settled for for maybe winning a double um, with the hopes of winning a treble not really doing too much in in Europe I Lennon done alright in Europe with obviously beating Barca and that but we never really competed in Europe after that but um, that structure had to be in place and it wasn't and it is a failure for for somebody up up top for the board entirely. I don't know if that's the same as you, William, but for me, that's just, I'm, I think Connor says that's what I'm thinking. I just think, obviously, there was a bad maybe before that as well, where Lennon and stuff, but for me, that was just, just my opinion that that was for me the start of maybe signs that something should have been happening, but it, it didn't. Yeah, I think the, we now know why Brendan left, to be completely honest. He, he wasn't getting the backing that he needed. And- he was trying to take us forward as a, as a progressive and modern football club and they, they weren't really willing to financially back him to do it. And then and he moved on and I know he got a lot of grief about it and 
yeah, maybe it could have been handled a bit better from his side of things, but I think at that point the relationship broke down so much that he, he had to go. Um, but even even fast forwarding to, to sort of last season, you know, should Neil Lennon still been the manager by Christmas last year? I don't think he should have. No, no, no decision was made then. Total, total hesitancy again from the board to deal with that. They didn't get ready until I think maybe February was it February March before he was he was asked to go mm-hmm. or, or, or he left whatever whatever way it happened. So at that point, you know, the board have got to go find their man, and, and it was all this thing about Eddie Howe. And listen, maybe Eddie Howe looked at this and went, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm going to go there and they're going to back me 100, and that's why I'm not going. And then obviously I just get the call, but. All this hesitancy from the board, not acting when they should, has all came to this point, and it's took us to the point now that we're sitting here, you know, four weeks left of the window. Well, half a dozen players short, as Robert was saying there as well. And right now, do I think we'll get half a dozen players in? I don't think we will. I genuinely don't think we will. I think we'll maybe get a couple in, and that'll be it. And it's going to be a long, long season if that's the case. But the board had perfect opportunities. They've had multiple opportunities here. To build on something and make make Celtic a fucking a dynasty up here in Scotland, we could have won the league for more than ten in a row um, if they put the right resources in, put the right money in. If they if Ben Woods was still here, I'm sure it would have been fine as well. But time and time again, I remember going back even when Celtic got to Seville and they had a chance then to build on something with Martin O'Neill, and they never done it. And Martin eventually ended up leaving because of that, I think as well, not being fully back. Um, and that was a team that could have been bought on and we could have been competing in Europe regularly every year. And they never done it then either. So do I think things are going to change? I was hoping things would change a bit with Don McKay coming in. It's still early days, I think, obviously, with Don McKay coming in. But one thing that they're not doing right now is communicating to the fans. Mm-hmm. They're communicating to you how much your season book is, but they're not communicating to you exactly what they're going to do with, with the capital that they're raising. Even, even with William Shane and Robert and myself and Connor, even under Stratton, we go to the last 16 and stuff. Mm-hmm. Stratton didn't get back to massively. Stratton yeah. took a, the average Celtic team, well, when I say average, average in European terms, and done very well. So imagine he get back as well. Fans slot of Stratton. Stratton, for me, was a decent manager. Done well for us. No qualms about Stratton at all. And I, I like the way Stratton talks as well about Celtic. He's very positive and he tries to be, he's, he is kind of a bit of a fan in the way he talks. And again, Decline with him, he didn't get back, and obviously things happened. He left as well, so it seems like every manager, I would they spend money, and we spoke about it as projects, they don't get back the quality. I Rogers get the Berry, who's already talked to, to Min, St. Clair's, and whatever else, but it's two or three quality players, it's no five or six quality players. And as William says, are we going to get that? Probably not. The problem for me is the board's just always been a total arrogance about them. They always, when Rangers went down. We had a chance to build the youth right through, bring through some of the youth players, bring through a structure, bring through... I think they tried... They were a wee bit like that with Ronnie Dyler, but I don't think he was long-term. I think he was just a few seasons. And he did get a wee bit of success here and here and the Cal McGregor and stuff like that. He broke through them, which was aye great for Celtic. But... For me, Celtic board were only interested in me one step ahead of Rangers. They brought Rodgers in and everything was going great. And then they, they went back and they promised that they were going to back the guy and the guy left. And for me, when they brought Neil Lennon in, they just thought, fling money at it. We win the 10. After that, we'll just evaluate what, what we do. They didn't have a plan B for what if we, we, Neil Lennon fucks us up. What if we ended up 
so many points behind. What if this happens? What if, at a football club, you should always have a plan A, B, C, slash D. You should always have that in place. And they, they said they were doing a January review. It took yeah. less to February to be sacked. And we ended up going with John Kennedy to the end of the season. And everybody thought that was fucking dreadful. We don't want that again. Dominic Mackay comes in. Eddie Howhing fucks up. But a warning signs happening there. You're going, right, maybe something happened there. Wasn't meant to be. Big Ange comes in. Aye, everybody. Oh, we're right behind this guy. Aye, sounds positive. And then he doesn't get to bring any backroom staff in. The same backroom staff. So these alarm bells have been here for us as our supporters. And we've kind of uh, brushed them aside. But now it's starting to come to the forefront a wee bit. The signings are not happening again. The signings are too late. We're going with beat on at centre-half, qualifiers. The Celtic board are doing the same mistake after mistake and expecting different things to happen. It's not happening. Everything they're doing is wrong. For managing the club, to getting players in, to... I season books sell out, 55,000 season books. No idea these kits, bang, sell out. The fans are doing their part. So I, think, I reckon Sunday at one o'clock at the Celtic Way, there'll be thousands protesting. And I think if you go to Europe and Thursday and all, it's just going to crank up. The, well, don't think you'll go, but you could get a, a bad defeat that could possibly put you into the conference fucking league king after that. I think, honest to God, that board are just taking the absolute piss out of the supporters. And I think it's going to come to a head. I think there'll be mass protests week in, week out at Celtic Park unless they do something radical in the next week or two and bring players in and get things back on track. Because for me, it's just a total ne- neglect and arrogance for the board. And it's now come back and butt in the arse and they don't know what to do with it. They're absolutely lost for words. How they rectify it, they don't know what they're doing. They really are. You just always expected to be ahead of Rangers, mm. to win the 10 in a row, and everything would just go smooth in their opinion. That's what they thought. They thought flinging money at Neil Lennon last year for 10 in a row, I will just fling money at it, everything will go smooth, because Rangers don't really matter. That's the arrogance of the board. They just didn't take it serious for our side of the city. Now look at this. Now that they possibly could go two or three years in front of us if they get into Champions League this year and win the league, because that's what... We will end up becoming what they were, mm-hmm. but a mess and taking years to the, to get yourself back on board. That's the scary thing that could happen. And that's all down to us. We've, we've all spoken about there, the board. It's all down to mismanagement. It's all down to negligence. And we've all said, if that's a, if that's a company, it's no a club. That company's got a business. That company's getting done. It's just, it's, it's the business sense is ridiculous. Um, we all know the club's a business, but it might be a business run okay money side of it, but it's still run well on the park and I haven't spoken about on the park and after park. Yeah, they flung money to, to try and their best. They gave everything they can to it. Whether they're putting themselves in debt because they're doing everything to back their manager and doing everything to back their club. We don't. We no. just expect that the Champions League we beat on at centre. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the attitude of the board, in my opinion. That's where they are. See as well on the. There's been a lot of talk about obviously Andrew's not bringing his own backroom staff in as well. I actually think that he probably wants to do it, but see right now we're probably shot in other areas of the club that that's a priority, like yeah. sports science, recruitment, you yeah. know, trying to get players in, data analysis, all that sort of stuff. And he's probably looked at it and went, "We are short everywhere." But I tell you what, what I'll do is I'll stick with the guys that have been here and know the club, 
I'll keep them with me, but I need to go and, we need to find people for this area, this area, and this area to, to improve us, and we need to find them now. And the other thing that the other thing that really gets to me, and this is just for me, just really, really basic, but Southampton's one of the clubs that do it. They actually take their analysis another step. They actually look at every coach, see every head coach in Europe. They monitor every head coach in Europe that suits their style of play or the, the way their philosophy is at the club, how the teams play, and they'll monitor them. It's even a manager leaves Southampton, they bring one in right away. I think it's a couple of days. Normally they'll go like that, bang, there's a man, there's, there's the plan B, there's the plan C or whatever it is. He comes in. Why can why can we not do that? I just don't understand. We all of us sit here right now and know how we want to see Celtic play on the park, entertaining football, attacking football. Why can we not have a team of people sitting going, right, we're looking at all these players, but also at these head coaches? Because if something does go wrong with Neil Lennon for the ten in a row, this is the guy you want to bring, whether it's Ange, whether it's Eddie Howe or whoever. I just don't understand why there's not these processes put in place because take take football at the equation, if it's a business. Businesses do this. Businesses have got, have got to look ahead and have plan A, B and C there to make sure that it's still a viable business. So surely Celtic have got to do that. And Celtic talking about being this big club and Champions League club and this, that and thing, they are so far behind, I think, now. And it worries me that fact they're so far behind of some other clubs that are doing that already and have been doing it for the... So have been doing this for the 10 years. So why are we not doing the same thing? It's interesting that um, something we don't do, we don't do a lot of things right, and a, no, that's another no, thing. True. That's another thing we don't do right. Um, I think we've all agreed the same thing. And yeah, Connor, yeah. the last wee bit with yourself, mate, which which your kind of opinion going forward? Uh, so I was, I was, a, I was a big. You need to, you need to give him time. We Ange, I think. You, I was saying to begin with, you need to. You need to give Angie's time. You need to hope that it gets backed. I think that a lot of a lot of fans out there are starting to wake up that it's no necessarily the manager's fault. It's mere about the board. But I still think there's a a, a lot of people out there that are just going to get on his back and mm-hmm. see with these protests done it done it the Celtic way. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I probably won't go myself, but I think that uh, a lot of people will use that to get on at the the manager and the players rather than the actual problem, which is the board. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that it doesn't affect it even worse in terms of how we play on the park because we, we've seen people lobbing fences in that last season and I really don't want to see that developing and happening again. Um, but I think it all stems down to the board. I think they need to start. If they, if if they're not already looking at it, they should start getting some sort of structure put into place. I did see on Twitter that they were looking for analysts and stuff like that because there's a there's a page I follow on Twitter. Uh, don't know if you've seen it, Boys Analytics. Aye. aye. He, he, a lot of people were saying you need to apply for these places because he's putting up actual analysis on players that could realistically come in and play for Celtic and he's comparing them to players that are already at the club. I think we need to start getting people in like that that are more in depth. I mean, it's 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 bad when football manager, the, the PC game, has a better scouting network <laughs> than Celtic day. But... Yeah. Like we need something to change, and I hope that 
the bold wake up and realise that we need to we need to get our finger out because if we don't we'll be left in the we'll be left in the dust of the day across the road and I, I'd hate to see it. We, it makes me sick to think about. I I think Robert before the same opinion that the borders go to obviously I think it's got to change and will it happen? I don't think it's going to happen too soon, but it's fucking go to the future because it, as William says, it could be a long time for four years. Who's in Celtic? Who's in Billionaires, no millionaires. What are they doing? Surely, to make money, you've got to spend money. That's how it works. That baffles me, mate, that we've got three billionaires in our club that's got money shares into our club, but they're no happy to invest in that playing squad when it's the most finest Fred Bear squad I have seen in my 35 years of existence. Mm -hmm. That's worrying. Especially with what's at stake next season. Yeah. The winner like, goes straight into the Champions League, which is worth probably an estimate of £40 million. Pound. You would think after 10 in a row, they would have flung a kitchen sink at that to make sure we at least stand a chance. Right now, that squad, sorry to say, it could be worse points scenario than last season. No, I think... <laughs> I agree with you, mate. I think it will... I hope it doesn't. I think it make it, as William says, worse before it gets better. And I think everything you've said as well, William, it's just something's got to change somehow. It's got to. Um, the problem is we just don't have time anymore. Um, I, I genuinely worry that it could take a couple of windows, as I said before, to, to get the right people in. That's in the playing staff and in the backroom staff uh, and, and the, the infrastructure behind the club. And we'll only see benefits from that infrastructure probably for next season. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's this is the real frustrating part. But listen, andrew has got a big job in his hands. I think we need to just stick behind him, um, get behind him and the players, and, and hopefully things will, will turn and we've all got a couple of players at the door. But as I said, we do need a lot more. Um, all we can do is back then just now. And I think I, I wasn't one for the whole the protest things and that, but I think now Celtic's, Celtic fans, especially after last season, their voice needs help. Yeah. We've not been at games, um, so we can't. I remember going to games when I was younger and being happy. The players get booed off the park, you know, and the board saw that because they were they were there, you know, seeing it live. I think um, I think so. These protests do need to voice that say that we're not happy. People are spending a lot of money following Celtic and have done for years. They just need some answers at the club, and I think that, as I say, communication needs to be better from the club as well. But listen, hopefully we can get through this tie in the, in the Europa League. Um, I know, mate, it's, it's another negative one the day, but it's a massive one in Thursday, Thursday European game. And again, it's been a long podcast, but I'm about late now, guys. But Connor, William, Robert, thanks for your time, guys. Hail, hail, and hopefully there's better times ahead. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 